Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the worst fucking podcast you've ever heard. Both mics. I'm here. You're here. Yeah. So welcome to both mics, everyone. This is a show about nothing and everything. That over there is Mike Sofka. And that over there is Mike Taylor. And together we are both mics. Welcome to show number 85 of both mics. Heard everywhere. Podcasts can be heard. 85, Mike. dude. 85. Yeah. Imagine that. Uh, everybody's wondering why like 85 is such a big deal for us. Well, we're 85 years old. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Get off my lawn. Uh, we actually both graduated high school in 1985 and it was the, the heart of the eighties and the, the eighties movement and the craziness and debauchery and decadence of the 1980s. Uh, you know, I, I, the only thing I can really compare it to is like the sixties, you know, our, uh, I guess our parents had the 60s and, you know, maybe late 50s to, uh, but we lived in the, the middle of the 80s and everybody always wishes they they lived through the 80s as a teenager like we did. Uh, yeah, I, I think it was the best time, you know, that you possibly could have uh, could have lived as a teenager was the 80s because it was all downhill from there, you know? Well, I mean, we're, you know, we, we have a, we have our, our own memories to fall back on but there's some people who may have done better or wanted more in the 60s or you know maybe you know everyone's generation is the best and the younger generation doesn't ever know what the hell they're doing and they're ruining they're ruining everything and you know you go back there's even a generation called the greatest generation those who you know uh people that were old enough to serve in world war ii and or korea as well so i mean there's a there's you know it's just i think it's it is what it is. You'll never like your kids' music. Well, no, we raised our kids right, so yes, I will. I like their music. But what I'm saying is, you, there's a certain generational gap for everything, and I think we're just biased right. on the '80s. I, I get it though. Well, yeah, no, it's it's biased, but I, I have yet to hear anybody talk about the '90s like they do about the '80s. Well, yeah, it's because all the people from the '80s started to realize that we had to really fucking work, and so in the '90s, that's what we did. We worked. <clears throat> right that guy 90s kind of flew by dude i mean it really did yeah yeah that's 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 true and all you did was show up punch in punch out go home that's what you did right, right? yep same here dude i get it shampoo rinse repeat <laughs> yep so what do you remember most about the 85 which i, I don't want to just say 80s because that's too broad 85 right, we're gonna right. try to stay this, on this show is about okay. 85 and, and 1985 so what what's uh, your memories of 1985 God. all right well like i mentioned on, on the last show that my my bedroom was in the basement of our house in in park ridge new jersey and uh i was basically not allowed but i can go in and out whenever i wanted with whoever i wanted uh at one point in the 80s i took all the stuff that my parents collected and pushed it to one side of the basement. Perfect. Put up a wall. Yeah. And a door. I, I found the door somewhere. And I made a door and uh, found a carpet somewhere. Put the carpet down. In shop class, I made a I made a bar in shop class, and, and that was down there. 
and uh, found some mattresses and an old refrigerator. And yeah, we your basically own place, had a, dude. Yeah. We had a we had a party room, you know. Mm. So my room was in the basement, and then you know next to that was this area that I created, and it was a party room. Yeah. And all my friends would show up on Friday night, and we would go get to a beer ball from uh, from the liquor store in in New York, which was just four miles away. And uh, our one friend who was nineteen bought beer in New York. We brought it back, <clears throat> and uh, we basically hung out there on and off until Sunday afternoon or sunday morning you know and most of the time my dad would end up making pancakes for everybody on uh, on sun sunday morning and it was just all you know everybody it was probably five to ten people every weekend staying at my house yeah it's so. kind of like the same setup i had before we left new jersey but i wasn't old enough to appreciate it i was like 13 or so 1979 and um i remember i had the same setup and we had a down. We had a basement, and it was a basement area that you could keep like tools from the. It was like a tool basement or whatever. It was a yeah. little cut off that had cabinets in there, and that and door we had shut. The workshop. Yeah, and that door shut, and then it was all paneled. It was carpeted. It was all finished. It was like a, our own living room. Then we had a giant kitchen slash dining room area. The whole thing was carpeted, insulated, wow. and all done. We had appliances, kitchen stuff in there, and everything. It was almost like we could have rented it out. It had its own entrance and everything. We could have rented it out as an apartment for all yeah. you know, intents and purposes. Mine was, was, was going to be mine. White trash. I, you had what I wanted. You had what I was building. Right. So, yeah. yes, Our, it was ours fun. was a little more white trash. It was it was makeshift. It was done, you know, by a by a fifteen year old kid in That's the mid eighties, and, and no. it, it served its purpose. You know, there's a lot of memories down there. Yeah. You know, we had yeah. a, I had a record player. I had a boombox, and we were good to go. <clears throat> Wow. Had is our that, beer. Is that you know? Is that home or was that is is that home still in your family or no? No, no. My my grandfather actually built that house in 1951. Wow. And uh, my parents sold it in 2004. Um, God, for almost a half a million dollars. Jesus. And yeah, and moved to uh, moved to Florida, paid Smart. cash for a house. Good. Yeah. Yep. Took, and my grandfather built the whole thing himself. That's you know? awesome. He had, he had minimal help. And uh, cost them three thousand five hundred dollars to build. Wow! Wow! Yeah. So back in nineteen fifty-one. All right. So we're talking about nineteen eighty-five. If you're watching us on Twitch.tv/slash Both Mics or however you're watching us, thank you for tuning in. Uh, yep. Nineteen eighty-five. First thing I think of is the clothes. You know, when when everybody. Um, you know, when you think of 50s, you think of a certain look. When you think of 60s or 70s, well, 60s, I guess, more hippie. 70s, maybe more disco. So 80s, right, mid, right. mid 80s. What do you What are you thinking? What are you looking at, fashion wise? Um, unfortunately, I think of I think of like neon shirts. Like everybody had like neon shirts yeah. on, like bright green and right. they, you know Frankie goes to Hollywood or you know Frankie says or some stupid crap like that you know some kind of message but always those, those bright color shirts that's what I think of I got a picture up there if you're watching on twitch.tv slash both mics or YouTube or wherever if you're listening you know you come on over and watch a video sometime check out the the pictures here but there's a picture it's got like six different people six different photos in one and one of them's michael jackson of course with the one glove one of yeah, them's uh, the jane fonda michael jane fonda looking girl with leg things on she's yeah. in the right position though diana 
there, Princess Diana with the shoulder pads. Women wore yeah. those yeah. foam-like shoulder pads. Then Madonna. Bunch of chicks dressed like Madonna. Did you do you remember that? Actually so dated a girl who dressed like Madonna. Went to my senior prom with a girl that dressed like Madonna. Different one? There were two different ones? No, Luna same, Madonna, same girl. Okay. Tammy, Tammy Kabetsky. She uh, she moved to Park Ridge from Queens, New York. She was a uh, she was Russian, uh, very bizarre girl, and uh, went went to went to Queens with her a couple times, and uh, went to parties out there. Very very bizarre. Where, where is bizarre she now? Girl. What does she do now? Where is she? I, I have not a clue. Um, the night of my prom, we went to my prom and. Uh, Got back to my buddy's house. We, we had a limo, and then I got in our, my car, my 68 Mustang, and drove her home and broke up with her. Uh, <laughs> yep, yeah, right. broke up with her. And then the next day, we, you know, in, in New Jersey, the next day after the prom, you go to the shore. You go down, you go down the right. Jersey shore, yes. and you hang up the beach. Yes. And I went with my, my ex-girlfriend. So that was the plan. Break up with the girlfriend, go out with the ex-girlfriend the next day. Well, some of the fashion trends in 1985, according to the interwebs, shoulder pads, we mentioned, mini skirts, leg warmers, huge yeah, earrings. Almost. Did you did you wear an earring, Mike? I, I did wear an earring, yes. Which I, side was it on? It, <laughs> it was on the, the left side. Yes. The right side. Right is wrong. That's the way yes. I remember. All right. Well, if you're listening I, uh, to us, we're not saying you're wrong if you wear one in the right. I'm just saying that wasn't right for me at the time exactly. or ever. <laughs> I was sitting at uh, at my friend John's uh, kitchen table, and they had an ashtray, and he had a, a feather earring. Remember the feather earrings? Yes. Yes. There was one of those in the ashtray. So I grabbed it, and I just poked it through my ear. Wow. And uh, no, no ice, no numbing. None of that pussy stuff. No, no blood. Just, no, no blood. Were you You're drunk? Bleed, Were you yeah. drunk? No, right. no, not drunk, not high. So what? What emboldened you to do this? What? What said? I think I'll stick this needle in my ear. Boom. What? How does? How do you? I go wish from it was not a needle. It wasn't even a needle, and it popped when I went through. And yeah, yeah. Um, just because you know, it, oh, shock value. I was I was big for shock value back then. How about fingerless gloves? You like the weight lifter look or the tough guy look with the yeah, no. fingerless gloves? No. Never had them. I had friends who had them. Parachute pants. I did have one pair, actually two pair of parachute pants. Yeah, I had some parachute yep. pants. They zipped. You had zippers just about everywhere, too. On yeah, yeah they were like the, the futuristic version of cargo pants. Yes, yes. Members-only jackets. Did you have a members-only jacket? I had a Sarucci jacket. I don't know. What it was that even is. cooler. It was like, like silver or gray, and it was kind of like a brushed satin. Huh. And my sister had a my sister had a black one. All these clothes, by the way, yeah. were bought at the flea market. Oh yeah, oh. in the eighties, so the flea market in Spring Valley, in New York. Yeah, 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 yeah. How about? Do you remember in nineteen eighty five they discovered the Titanic? They found wow. the Titanic in nineteen eighty five. Yeah. I, that, that I did not know. I know. I know. Obviously, they found it, but uh, I well, didn't know it was 1985. It stemmed from a United States Navy investigation. It was a secret 
United States Navy investigation of two wrecked nuclear submarines, according to the oceanographer who found the ocean liner. And I'm, of course, I cut off his name, so he's not important, I guess. Apparently. Good job. Way to go, Mike. Yeah, I had no idea. All right. So, what do you think the big movies were? Wow. Ideas? Okay. Um, I'm like off the bat. I'm thinking like Saint Elmo's Fire and like those Brat Pack type movies. Um, I think that's a little after pink. that. Pretty in Pink. No, it was it was not after. If I know it was was in, it eighty four maybe maybe it was before yeah maybe it was before because I know like Ferris Bueller's Day Off I think was eighty four. No, Ferris 85? Bueller's Day Off was eighty six. 86 wow yeah i know for a fact 86 summer of 86 hmm. uh the, the big one in 1985 i sh- i'm embarrassed that i didn't think of this right off the bat back to the future that's why i asked <laughs> yeah it just it just dawned on me that back to the future came out in 1985 well according I saw to- that at the dollar the dollar movie theater with my current wife uh, in Austin, Texas, on Ben White Boulevard, there was like a, a second rate or second run movie theater for like yeah. a dollar, dollar fifty movie. Yeah. And we saw Back to the Future there. The place was packed. Wow. Yeah. Well, um, it was maybe now uh, uh, the Lost Ark, Raiders of the Lost Ark. But I think that was before 1985, though. All right. Well, according to Box Office Mojo, yeah, the big movies in 1985. Number one, yeah. Back to the Future. Okay, cool. Number two, Rambo: First Blood Part Two and Rocky Four. Rocky Four, yeah. The Color Purple. Oh Lord. Out of Africa at number five. Cocoon Same at number movie. six. Wow. Jewel of the Nile at number seven. Wow. Witness at number eight. The Goonies. At number oh, nine. God. And number ten, Spies Like Us. Oh, Spies Like Us. Yeah. 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 What I do you saw think that. The, what do you think the most popular TV shows were back in 1985? The Cosby Show? Cosby Alf? Show's number one, yeah. No, that's a good point. Alf? Alf, not in there. Not in the top no. ten, according to Box I think that might Mojo. Be, that might be a little after that. Um, I want to say Three's Company. Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley. No, 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 no. I, 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 I get it. That none of these are ringing up. No, you're, you're. I think you're too much in near the seventies to early eighties as opposed to eighty five. Yeah, they were popular, but I think they were on the downside by then. All right, I'll go ten through one here. I'll go yeah, 10. I, I didn't I'll, watch TV much. I'll give you a hint on each one. You got to give me the show. All right. All right, Angela. Okay. <laughs> Who's the boss? Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Yes. Number nine was uh, two dudes dressed in pastel jackets. Oh, God. Miami Vice. Yes, yes, Dude. yes. Uh, oh. Shout out to my college roommate, Steve. You've, you've met Steve yes. before. Yes, yes. Uh, became a, a cop in Austin. Yeah. He was a criminal justice major. And every Friday night, we could not go out and go drinking until Miami Vice was over. <laughs> I told him to TiVo it, but he wouldn't do it. Yeah, we we couldn't we couldn't go downtown to Sixth Street in Austin until nice. after Miami Vice. Nice, pain in the ass. Number and he had the he had the white blazer and everything. He thought he was. The oh shit. yeah, did it? Yep. Turned up collar. Yep. So, oh, All yeah. that, buddy, buddy. 
So uh, we just lost a member. This is number eight coming in here. We just lost a woman who was on this show. Golden Girls? Yes, yes, the Golden was, Girls. Number the Golden eight. Girls were on yeah. in 85? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was watching something. Oh, I, I was watching uh, Everybody Hates Raymond the other day. And I'm like, I wonder when this show came out. You know, you can hit, like, information it's on in your the button. 90s, right? It was that particular show was 1999. I'm like, yeah, I didn't realize it was that long ago. Right. But whatever. So these next, these next two shows are like evening soap operas, seven and six. Both of them are the same type show, oh, basically. Like like Dynasty. There's one of them. And and the spinoff from Dallas. Well, Dallas. Dallas. They gave they gave me Dallas here. So, yeah, we'll go with Dallas. Nice. Nice. And then, uh, and then, where's everybody know your name? Oh, cheers! Yeah, wow, that was five, dude. Five. Wow, really? Blowing my mind here. Thank you. My uh, my intern just brought me some tea. Very some nice tea. tea. So yes, okay. yes. I have my my yeti. All right. You couldn't watch this show any faster than the show's title. It took it took every bit of the show's title to watch it. The Flash? I couldn't watch it in thirty minutes and I couldn't watch it in an hour and a half. It had to be at a specific time. Oh. Sixty minutes? There you go. Yes, yeah, sixty minutes really? number four. And the next one's too hard, I think, so I'm just gonna give it to us. Murder she wrote, number three. Oh wow. Murder Jeez. she murder she wrote. Number two. Yeah. Parkinson's man. Was in this show. Obviously, you're talking about Michael J. Fox. Yes. It wasn't Spin City, was it? Family Ties. Oh, Family Ties. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. And we said before the, the Cosby show. Yes. I, I did just get the text from our special guest. If you're watching uh -oh. us live on twitch.tv slash both mics, we will have a special guest this evening. He will be here shortly. They're en route. So at any time now, I'll let you know. And uh, you're going to have to run the show while I run because the, uh, after the last incident with uh, Mike Stradamus, the intern doesn't answer the door alone. So I got to go take care of this. <laughs> but I'm All just right. doing what our lawyer says. I'm just doing what our lawyer says. So uh, Cool. Hang cool. on a second. Cool, cool. Let me see. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited about our special guest tonight. Okay, who was the president then? Uh, it was Ronald Reagan. That's right. He took his he took the oath for his second term as the fortieth president on January twentieth. Who won the Super Bowl that year? Um, Kansas City. No. Uh, well, in the mid eighties, it would probably have to be the 49ers. Yes, yes, that is absolutely yeah. correct. You're a genius. Kansas City did yeah. win the World Series, though, so you're on. Okay. And, of course, the Lakers won the NBA championship. And Edmonton, with your boy Gretzky, probably won the Stanley Cup. Cool. So what, what do you remember most about 1985 as far as school, besides not going? Um, I'll never forget my last day of school, uh, walking through the hall, and a friend of mine was carrying a baby raccoon through the hallway and I was able to pick up and hold this cool little baby raccoon 
It was like beyond cool. That was my last day. And then I walked up the stairs. I walked outside. And one of the English teachers came by and says, hey, Mike, you got to come back and tell me. I'm like, okay, tell you what, if blondes have more fun. Wow. Because about two weeks previous was our, um, I graduated high school on the 23rd of uh, June, and on the 13th of June was our prom. (coughs) A lot of places, especially down here in Florida, do it like in March, but we always had our prom, junior, senior prom, just before the end of school. It's too damn hot past March in Florida for a prom. Dudes wearing yeah, jackets? Well, are you kidding me? Yeah, whatever. Um, so yeah, uh, the day of my my prom, my buddy Gene and my buddy Howard come over to the house and dye my hair platinum blonde, or at least try to, and it came out kind of strawberry blonde. So I went to my prom that night in tux, tails, silver, the whole nine yards, with my Madonna girlfriend, and um, I had bleach blonde hair. Or nice. kind of strawberry color hair. So he wanted to know if blondes had more fun. And that was his, his thought process because I went through my whole life with brown hair until that day. All right. Do you have another story as boring as that one that you could tell while I go as get the door boring here? As, our, as our, boring our, as that one? Our, our guest our guest is here. I got to go let him in. God, just the, the fact that we used to like run the school. All right. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. Fill time. We, our lockers in the in the school. Our school was built in like 1906, and we used to take the we would take the the lockers that were bolted to the wall, and we would literally pull them away from the wall off the off their mounts and slide them in front of classroom doors uh, where, where people couldn't get out of the door because there was lockers in front of the in front of the doors. But God, 1985. Probably the craziest story I could think of is when we were at Giant Stadium. We were trying to get tickets for the for Kiss, and um, we went to the wrong place. We actually went to uh, the Brendan Byrne Arena, where you're not supposed to go for tickets overnight. You're supposed to go to the Capitol Theater in uh, Passaic, New Jersey. And going to Giant Stadium, pulling in the parking lot, uh, we were the only ones there. So we, we were, it was like a huge playground for us. And I wanted to go climb this radio antenna that was probably 250 feet tall, right by the New Jersey Turnpike. And my my next door neighbor, Rich, was like, "No, don't, don't. We're not going to do it because look, there's a sign right there that says high voltage, and uh, we we shouldn't do that." I'm like, "Okay, high voltage is in that that room over there. That room has the high voltage sign on it. It's not the antenna. It's just a metal antenna. Why would we have to worry about high voltage?" So we climb over two barbed wire fences, and uh, we, uh, I decide to climb up on this one particular platform. I climb up there, and I go to reach to, to stabilize myself because I've been smoking and drinking and not, my, not in my proper frame of mind. And uh, as I get about two inches from touching this antenna by a bolt, the electricity arcs from the bolt to my hand and burns my hand and scares the living daylights out of me. It scared me more than it hurt me. And, uh, God. So of course my rich, my friend, rich completely freaks out, screams and hollers and yells at me that we shouldn't have come here. We shouldn't have come here. And I, I got down and we climbed back over the fences 
and I had burns on my hand. Oh, yeah. Didn't need, medical, didn't need medical treatment, but they hurt nonetheless. So I think our guest is showing up. Is he there? Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> is is I'm that here. Tommy Chong? How are we doing? Yeah, good. The camera's over here, Tom. Behind you. Turn around. Oh. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How are you? I thought the guys from Duck Dynasty were here. Yeah, yeah, it's funny stuff. Are you smoking out of a paper towel roll? Take smaller hits, Tom. Tom, smaller hits. Anyway. Anyway. No. What are we doing? Welcome to both mics. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to both mics, Tom. So, so what have you been up to, Tom? Tommy Chong. Well, besides uh, my glass blowing business, and let me tell you, my lips get burned up from fucking blowing all that glass. So, you know, I gotta wear chapstick and shit. You can't just blow glass. You gotta, you know, your mouth gets hot. Yeah, so it's amazing, uh, Tommy Chong. Are, are you friends with Santa Claus? You, you guys sound awful lot alike. Wow, I didn't think of that. <laughs> You're looking good, though. I'm a drone. You're looking good, sir. How you doing? Are you are you are you still doing to the CBDs? Are you still promoting CBD oil? No, I like the good old uh, smoke here. I like uh, you know nature's own stuff, and that's why I got my glass blowing business. And uh, you know the feds gave me some trouble for importing. Illegal water pipes over state lines, and it was a federal case. And I, you know, I anyway, yeah, no, we're getting up there in age. Thank God I smoked a lot of weed back in the day because a recent study shows that cannabis actually prevents you from getting COVID. So I'm totally safe. Good to hear. Good to hear. That's a true story. <coughs> All right. I'm drinking this guy's hot tea. I thought it was here for me. Tastes like shit. <laughs> this is me. This is me over here. Yeah. Yeah, bringing them brownies over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The brownies. Yeah, I want to eat some of them. Yeah, I know what they got in them. Right. Wow, man. This seat is way up high. You feel like you're way up high? The, the seat's high? You sure it's the seat? I swear to thought. So, so Tommy, where? So when we're do we start? Show. You're gonna give me we're, a cue or something? Yeah, yeah. Boom, cue. We're 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 live, Tom. Okay. We've been live. All right. So, uh, we're, we're having a show. This is our our episode 85 of both mics. We're uh, we're heard across the globe on Twitch.tv/slash both mics, YouTube, anywhere you can find a podcast or a live stream, you'll find both mics. Uh, we're talking today about 1985. Do you remember anything from 1985? Hell, I don't remember how I fucking got here. <laughs> uh, 1985, so, yeah. me and uh, me and uh, Cheech were uh, we were hot. We were big. Yeah, you guys were big. I, I remember the first time I was introduced to, to Cheech and Chong, as uh, you guys were so called back in the day. Uh, first time I ever even heard of you was. I think I was in eighth grade, so we're talking probably 1981, and I turned on HBO late, late at night, 
and I saw a guy in a dress hitchhiking in this movie. <laughs> and uh, it, it was you. It was you hitchhiking in a dress, and uh, Cheech Marin picks you up, and the, the, the movie was Up in Smoke. And I'll, I'll never forget that movie and, and how much I laughed. Laughed till I cried watching that movie back in, uh, back in the early 80s. So I think by, by the time 1985 came along, you were on to, to bigger and better things. I know you had another movie, uh, something Dreams. What was it? Nice, nice Dreams? Dreams. Nice Dreams. Yeah, yes. Nice Dreams. And uh, that's the only other two I re- you know, the two movies I remember of y'all's. So what have you been doing since then? Well, like I said, I got that glass blowing thing. I've loaned my name out to some weed manufacturers, so they okay they but not just anyone, you know. I, you know, I got to sign off on it, so they send me lots of free products, so that works out. Because you know, in a lot of what, hold on, is something itching? Yeah, is it gone? Sorry, a little kickback on that powder. Anyway, <coughs> all right, we're good. What were we saying? I have no idea. <laughs> um, what what you've been up to uh, since 1985? Ah, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what have you been doing in 1985? Are you still there? I'm still living in 1985. That is correct. My clothes Glad haven't changed. My beard, my appearance, my glasses, the weed I have, the weed I smoke is all from 1985. Everything I am stuck in 1985. Good to hear. Good to hear. You look like you're stuck in 1985, except you look older. What are you talking about? If it was 1985, I'd have a little more hair than this. I'd actually have a lot more hair than that. Well, there's a couple mobile applications I'm involved with. I want to go ahead and give you those. You can Cheech and Chong's The Fatty. You can play that. Or you can play Bud Farm. Cheech and Chong's Bud Farm. So yeah, I'm not. Interesting. Pre- I know my voice sounds really rough. It's the difference in humidity. I'm visiting in Florida here, so a little bit different. That's why I take bigger hits here. I can get away with that. There's more moisture in the air. See, if you try right. that in a in a more arid climate, you know everybody who smokes know that when you try to take that big inhale in that situation, you're gonna cough. Now I know some people say you gotta cough to get off. I get it. But I don't like to cough. I want. I don't want to cough. So yeah, no, not not a good thing. Not a good thing at all. Wow, we're hitting it out of the park with this. Yeah, let me see here. Um, it's a good thing we rehearsed 80, this. So you're you're 83 <laughs> years old, Tommy. God. Yes, you, I look you, great, don't I? I'm amazed. Yeah. So. Uh, you haven't been married? How many kids you got? What? One, two, three, four, five children. Amazing, Tommy. What do you want, my Wikipedia page or something? Come on, I'm, man. I'm on your Wikipedia page. Come on, man. What kind of weed are you smoking nowadays, Mike? Um, dandelion. Dandelion. All right, it must be some sort of new strain or something I'm not familiar with. Apparently. Yeah. So... Yeah, well, I'm going to leave before this train crash hits me here. <laughs> All right, Tommy. Before I um, hear too many more buttons and clicks, that's people tuning out. 
Right, right. So, <laughs> I think because of the voice. I don't have the, the rhythmic attention to the voice. Like, like really, Tommy Chong might. Like, I got to. Yeah. Yeah. I should have yeah. toned it down some. Yeah. But we got time to work on it, <coughs> I can work on it. Right. All right. I'm going to go get the other asshole back. How's that? <laughs> I'll be right back. All right, Tommy Chong. Ladies and gentlemen, Tommy Chong of Cheech and Chong. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Let's see. June 10th, 2021, at the Texas Hump Show, Russell Dowin and Jesse Owens interviewed Tommy about his new hemp brand and how he used cannabis during cancer bouts, future hemp plans, and cannabis activism. The background behind the club only, only performance of one of a song called Sergeant Sunshine. Yeah, and get that work- guy the hell out of here. I don't want him here again. <laughs> I don't want to see him again. Right? Sorry, go ahead. I'm back. Six children. You're back. Yeah. So, welcome to show 85. Yeah, let's start this fucking crane trash. Anyway. All right, let me close <laughs> Did this out. Did you say out. crane trash? Crane crane trash, trash. yes. Crane trash. Crane trash. Yes. Interesting. Yes. So, all right. Let's get rid of Tommy Chong's Wikipedia page. Yeah, let's do that. All right. So your band, your favorite band, back in the day, Motley Crue, right? That's when they kind of debuted, was 85? Yep. Uh, No, no. they, They debuted in 1981, became popular in 83, 84. With the 1983 Us Festival in California, <clears throat> and then they went on to uh, to be the opening act for for Ozzy Osbourne in '83 and '84, also Kiss. So that made them popular. Uh, in 1985, they had an album called Theater of Pain that came out the first week of July, and uh, um, I, I bought that the day it came out. I was able to uh, I was able to rustle up enough. Five cent deposit cans to take to New York to buy that cassette with uh, the proceeds I got from beer cans (coughs) and bottles from my high school graduation party. Nice, perfect. Which which was at my house. Uh, September 1984, I walk into English class and I go, Everybody, I will be having the graduation party and the last day of school, uh, you know, after graduation. And everybody remembered, and they, they were asking me, you know, through finals and stuff, hey, the party's still at your house. And sure enough, Good. I never let my parents know, but I did say that we were going to have uh, a small handful of people come over. Sure. We had about 350 people in my backyard. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So I had enough. We had enough crushed cans to fill five garbage cans to put out to the street for the for the trash guy. Wow. And then I had enough that were whole and not broken bottles to take to the liquor store in New York to get money to buy Theater of Pain the first week in July. Wow, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> if you're looking at this uh, on twitch.tv slash both mics, you see a picture of Motley Crue in their, their garb for the Theater of Pain tour. And this picture was actually taken by a friend of mine named Mark Weiss, a guy I know uh, who Great. I kind of Great. modeled now myself Now he's going to come looking for royalties because I'm using his picture. Stop. Yeah, no, it's all good. We're all right, friends. Good. And um, 
he actually, uh, I, I kind of modeled, I wanted to model myself after him. Uh, and my college major was photography. So I, my plan was to, to be with him or work for him or be like him until life got in the way and, you know, shit hit the fan. But we are. yeah, uh, there's actually, we, there's like 50, the top 50 heavy metal uh, rock releases in 1985. God. Uh, do, do you have a list there of anything or do you want to go through this list? No, I do. I do. Or, you do? All yeah, right. Go ahead. Go for go ahead. It. Let's, let's, let's hear what you got there. Maybe I don't have the same thing. I have, I have the top 50. I don't think we're going to go through 50 of them. No, just let's maybe see. the top 10. Well, number fifty is actually a real good one. Is uh, Y and T down for the count? Well, you've Remember seen the song "Summertime." A, you've seen them on a Monsters Rock thing, right? Yeah, yeah. They they've been on every one. They won't be on this one though. Um, we'll go through the highlights, but yeah, mo- uh, their song "Summertime Girls." Oh, you don't know it? No, you don't know "Summertime Girls." No, and, wow. and and we can't really play the song behind us either. No. So yeah. Go ahead, sing it, uh, Mike. Pff, no. Uh, Aerosmith, "Done with Mirrors," number forty-one. That that was their initial comeback album, and uh, I've seen them in concert uh, in San Antonio, believe it or not, and uh, not real impressed with them back then because that was before Permanent Vacation. So the only songs they had were like "Sweet Emotion" and "Walk This Way." And he had to sit through, you know, an hour and a half concert just to hear two songs. So be it. Number 40 is a good one. Uh, it was such Night a Ranger. chore to go to a concert. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> right? not, you're such a martyr for sticking around for an hour and a half to hear yeah. the two songs. Yeah, well. You ever it, been, you in my country, we would love to have opportunity to go see live music. But if people get killed real quick. Come yeah. on, Mike. First world problems. Nope. <laughs> number 40 number 40 night ranger yes uh seven wishes yes. and uh, the one main song that of course everybody knows is sister christian uh probably my least favorite hit of theirs because it's overplayed or was overplayed uh it's and, a, a real good one and a bonus is if you live in florida or visit florida often they're usually playing at epcot or SeaWorld or something and it's a pretty good show so yeah, I saw him at SeaWorld this past year. Of course, my phone locks up. Let's see if I get my phone. No, of course well, it's of, not going to work. You know, I was going to talk about that in our in our last show here. You know, uh, they're getting ready to switch on all the five G everywhere. That means okay. the three G stuff isn't going to work. So hopefully, you're you're on at least four G, right? Um, it doesn't say at the top. Usually, it says at the top. What okay. what I, I want to be. find out is how long you can keep that phone. Will you keep that phone until they come up with the 6G and they cut out the 4G and then you're screwed because you don't have a 5 or 6G phone? Are you going to be that guy that has to go buy a new one then because they're changing? <laughs> I might have to be, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to be that guy too. Yeah. All right. Let's see. I, I lost my page. Trivia. Boom, boom, boom. Random trivia, trivia, trivia. I lost it, but damn it. Wow. Well, Theater of Pain's got to be on there. Yeah, Theater of Pain, I, th- I think that was actually like in the top 10. Yeah. Molly Here we Drew, go. Of uh, 
Uh, Lard, of course. Yeah, Theater Pain's on there, of course. Rat. Right. Rat. Uh, yeah. uh, invasion of Your Privacy, where Round and Round came from. Uh, bon Jovi, 7,800 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, which <clears throat> which is named that because that's actually the melting point of rock is 7,800 degrees Fahrenheit. And um, I like it. You like that? Yeah. No, that's awesome. I didn't know that. Wasn't aware of that. Yeah. All, all that. Twisted Sister, their, uh, their follow-up to, to Stay Hungry was a, uh, an album called Come Out and Play. And uh, that's when they, they did the, uh, the career-ending song, Leader of the Pack. I don't know if you remember them doing that song. But that, <clears throat> that graciously ended their career. And uh, she's, I don't know, Missy. Ah, where did it go? But yeah, uh, a lot of excellent music came out that year. Dokken had a, an album come out. Scorpions had an album come out. Actually, no, that came out a year earlier. So what, what do you have as far as music on your end? Because I lost whatever I was reading. Locked up. In no, one I way. see a lot of stuff on here from people I wasn't as familiar with. Like you know, I'm familiar with them, but they weren't like my favorite bands, like Anthrax and Slayer and Megadeth. You know, and I could listen to that yeah. shit. That, you know, yeah. it was a little yeah. harder than the other stuff. But yeah, I'm I'm more on the lighter side of uh of that. Yeah, well, I'm good all the way up and down the spectrum. It's just a lot of these bands. You know, they're finding it hard to tour. They got to get on the the boats and shit like that. So I get it. Hey, these people are like my parents' age. You know. So I get it. They're in their seventies and shit. So right, right. I would, I would hope and pray that I could do that in my seventies if I wanted to. You know, how many people get that opportunity? Period. So anyway, I agree. Anyway, let me let me look let me look up uh, one other thing here that I want to look at for nineteen eighty five. Um, oh, that's the same one. All right, how about Dire Straits? Did you like Dire Straits? No. They had that Money for Nothing. Remember that? Yeah. Did not. Did not. Well, because Money for Nothing was a, it was a poke at the uh, the the heavy metal genre of music that was coming out. The you hair know, bands. Money for Nothing. Yeah, the hair bands. Money for Nothing. Chicks for Free. Was not a not a real big fan of that. How about Live Aid? Did you see Live Aid? I I did watch bits and pieces of Live Aid. I remember I was actually working that day. Yeah, and, uh, so was I. I was supposed to be working, but we were all watching it because I worked at a video production place, like a cable place, and we produced the local commercials and stuff, taped them. Did, oh, cool. Did commercials and did editing and all that shit there. So, yeah. I remember where I was. I was supposed to be working on this project, and I was watching this fucking shit. <laughs> yeah i was uh you know catching bits and pieces they were actually piping it through the uh you know back in the day when stores actually played music yeah you know, Uzak and had background music well this was the the background music uh that was playing there and i remember like phil collins was was one of the the performers and hall he notes a, he took a supersonic jet because he was able to play in two places like jfk and then at wembley here for live aid i think i think that's yeah, the way it I, went and he um he took a supersonic and while he was on the supersonic jet guess who's on the plane with him Cher, and Cher didn't know about the live aid like they left her out 
And you oh, really? And so she ended up tagging along with him, and she ends up being in the video for We Are the World and all that shit. She, she just, oh, like, wow. muscles her way in. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> little trivia there for you. How about how about some of the newer type bands from that from that era? Like maybe I, I say newer, maybe they weren't, but I know they were newer for me. Like a Eurythmics, you, you never found them fascinating or fun to listen to. I mean, it's a little bit different than than what no, you listen no. to. No, I I don't like them, uh, but there, there's a connection between them and, and Hall and Oates. Believe it or not, before Motley Crue being my favorite band, my favorite band was Hall and Oates, and. Um, there's a connection there between the the guy in Eurythmics and uh, and Daryl Hall, nothing romantic or anything, but they I think they produced each other's albums or something like that. So that's about, my only my only recollection of Eurythmics. How about bands like uh, Talking Heads? Talking Heads were good. Yeah, yeah, they were they were they were fun. Um, like that and like the, the Thompson Twins and that whole weird genre of music. If Frankie goes to Hollywood, like we mentioned earlier, wham. It's, it's funny because you know you're old when you hear these songs on the Muzak, like you said before. You know, you, Right, in an elevator. <laughs> yeah, or you're in a department store or whatever, you know, if you're still doing that yep. brick and mortar shit. I, I, yeah, it's it's hilarious to me. It, it makes you feel old the first time it happens to you. And it happened to me for the first time, I think in the early to mid-90s in the restaurant business, I had heard a kiss song on the radio and i was like all right and they were like i go what station's this and because i was new to that area and the guy goes a classic rock station i was like what when did they become yeah. classic rock it was exactly i thought they were still actively you know musicians yeah. i didn't know they were husbands already shit yeah the, the the time i realized i was out of touch not old just out of touch it's you know it's two different things um was uh, green day at, uh, believe it or not, here in Jacksonville back in 2005, took the kids there. Uh, we saw uh, Green Day on Tuesday, Motley Crue on Wednesday, and then came back to Orlando so and saw Bowling for Nikki Soup on Thursday. No, no, it was it was Michael and Jessica, the, the older two. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we're, we're at the Green Day concert, and yeah. you know, one of the slower songs comes on. Yeah. And, you know, typically in 1985, what do you do when the, the ballad comes on? The, You're you know, taking the, a beer Motley run Crue, or piss break or the, something. <laughs> the, the, the home sweet home of Motley yeah. Crue. You know, what happens then? You, you break out the lighter, right? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so you break out. Yeah, that's during the drum solo when you take your we'll piss see, break. Well, see, during during Cheap Trick's uh, playing of the flame, there's some avid Cheap Trick fans that I've known for years they they just hate the song. They claim the band hates the song, hates playing the song, but they have to play the song because people come to hear the song. And right. They uh, supposedly it's like a roll your eyes song, like oh here we go, you know. And they just they muscle through it just because they have to. So I know people that are super fans that will they always say oh of course then they played the flame. So I ran to the bathroom, took a shit, grabbed a pretzel, you know. And I'm like really you're at the show. You're not gonna yeah I, come on really. You like the band, you don't like that song that much, you you refuse to watch it. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, how about um, uh how about a band that was a little more foot forward or progressive forward? Level forty two. Did you ever hear that? Level forty two? No. A song but, called Something About You. And no clue. 
It's probably one of those things if you hear it, you're like, oh, yeah, I know yeah. the song. Well, we don't have license for that, so sorry. You're driving right. off the road if you're listening to this in your car. You're screaming at me right now, I know. How about Tears for Fears? Shout. Yeah. That was a big yeah. song then, right? Not a fan. Not a fan at all. How about Phil Collins? Not a fan. Not a fan of him. Not a fan of Genesis. Wow. Just okay. It's about, one. Of, it's one of those. I'll turn this. I'll turn the radio off or wow. change the station if I hear him. John Cougar Mellencamp. There's a song. There's yeah. a name at eighty-five. That's a that, good stuff. Good stuff there. The Power the, Station. Some like oh, wow. it hot. <laughs> Who's that? That's Robert Palmer. Yeah. And then a couple of guys from Duran Duran. I, I think you're right. Yeah. Yep. How about the Hooters? The Hooters. That was a God. And We yeah, Danced right. was their big song. And We yes. Danced. Yep, yep. I John Cafferty that. and the Beaver Brown Band. Funny thing about these guys, there was a movie that, like, sucked in the movie theater but made it huge on HBO. And it was called Eddie and the Cruisers. You remember that movie? Yeah. Eddie and the Cruisers. No, that was that. And it, they did the soundtrack for that yeah. movie. And, like, I remember watching the movie and that song uh, on the dark side, on the something side, on the, on the, well, on some side. <clears throat> and it fit the guy that played the movie so well that when I saw the song performed by the actual band, Jack Ca- John Cafferty, Jack Cafferty, and the Beaver Brown Band. I John was like, Cafferty. I, I did John Cafferty, who's also a news reporter in New York, by the way, uh, or was. And uh, yeah, I, I didn't believe that he was the actual singer of this song because I saw the guy in the movie sing it so many times that I didn't think he sang it. I thought it was <laughs> yeah. How about Howard Jones? Yes. Okay. Some of the best lyrics ever. Okay. Uh, we did a, a student exchange back in 1985, and uh, our little little group from Park Ridge went to an area outside of Washington, D.C. And the guy I stayed with was like my complete opposite. Like he was he was afraid of me. That's like <laughs> the only way you could put it. Uh, you know, you got to figure me with long hair down to my shoulders. And he was a swimmer who had like a crew cut. So like we were oil and water, but we got along okay. And he was a huge Howard Jones fan. And I got to, to like and, and learn Howard Jones music through uh, through this guy. So, Kelly was his name, believe so, it or not. So what, and, is this, uh, so what does this guy and his husband do? I have not a clue. It's been 36 years. I haven't even seen him since. Right. But one of the, the best lyrics, one of the best lyrics I use all the time, especially yeah, especially at work, um, is uh, from one of their songs, from his song, uh, I forget the name of the song. But the lyric is, you're the fastest runner, but you're not allowed to yes. win. Yes, yes, I like that one. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, How about yeah, Mr. Mister? Mr. Mister, yes. Uh, Broken Wings. I wish I could sing. I'd sing these songs to you, but yeah. How about Take The Motels? The Motels did not like them at all. Yeah. Nope, them and like Quarter Flash. Okay, like here's a name band. that was still going strong at that time, David Bowie. Oh wow, you're a fan or yeah. no? Not a, not a fan of his mid '80s stuff. His earlier stuff, yeah, but like Let's Dance and China Girl and all that weird wacky crap. Even though everything he did was weird and wacky, I, I 
just didn't like that. How about Heart? Heart, yeah, decent. Yeah, I've seen decent. them too many times already. Like I'm like, oh shit, not these guys again. You know, they're they're playing with someone else that I'm there to see. You know, and I'm like, yeah. God, I wasn't ready for them again. <laughs> I just saw them. You know, and there's certain bands that I don't have to see every night. You know, I just right, right. I I uh, actually won tickets on a radio station in San Antonio, and it was perfect because they were playing on Valentine's Day. So I was able to get free tickets and take the missus to go see the Perfect. San Antonio Rodeo on Valentine's Day and see Hart. There so, you go. Yeah. Well, good for you. One of those holidays you, you never know what in the world to get, and then I, the decision was Speaking made up for Speaking of Hart, me. are you familiar with Corey Hart? Yes. Isn't that the sunglasses at night guy? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Loverboy, the Canadian band, Loverboy. <laughs> you got to tell the story. Yeah, yeah. I was working at the car dealership there, and uh, uh, Loverboy was making an appearance somewhere local, and uh, one of the radio stations had a promotion going on at the dealership, and you can come by and meet this dude who's the lead singer of Loverboy. Like something or other. Yeah, whatever whoever, whatever his name was. And uh, so I, I keep telling my boss, hey, I'm going to go over there to that building there where the promo stuff is. I'm going to talk to this guy from Loverboy, and he, I, he goes... You know, he was Hispanic. He didn't understand what I was saying. Th thought I was telling him my lover boy was next door. So I had to break that down and explain it right. So I go over there, and I'm not supposed to be over there. And I wait for the crowd, you know, or the handful of people that were there to, you know, disperse. And I go walking over to him, and I go, hey, how you doing? My name's Mike Sofka. I'm a big fan. And I like that Eye of the Tiger song you guys did for the Rocky movie. That was fabulous. <laughs> he just looked at me, handed me the photo that he signed for me, and just shook his head. And I just shook my head and laughed. <laughs> nice. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny. It was funny at the I, time. Still funny. Yeah. We did the same thing with the what's-her-names at the RFC. Me and, me and Ron. The, uh... Who was it? The the guy that was in the shit. Susan Sarandon and her uh who was the guy that was in the God Susan Sarandon Cause they live in Orlando. Part of really? the year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hang on. I'm trying to look it up. Robbins, Tim Robbins. So they okay. come into the RFC one day, and like everybody's roaming around going, yeah, it's like 2.30 in the afternoon. So the bottom part, the back part was all closed right. out. Right. And they're like, hey, man, we need you to take this table. And they sent it to me. And then somebody that I knew was uh, was managing that day. I'm not going to say any names, but they said, uh, no, 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 don't let him do it. I've got it worked out. So they, they had already inside with somebody else. So in comes Tim Robbins and Susan Sarandon, and their kids are in these soccer uniforms, and they're sitting down there in front of the elephants, and uh, you know there there's maybe a f there are four of them, but they're on a circle table, right? So uh, I think Mike K was on on duty that day, <laughs> and I said I kept teasing him. I was like, "Hey man, I know it's against policy, and you're not supposed to do it on Disney property. You're not supposed to do it in a restaurant. But I think I'm gonna go." I think I'm going to go say hi to Tim Robbins as Susan Sarandon. He goes, don't you dare. 
And I go, well, I'm not okay. going to ask him for an autograph. I'm just going to say hi and introduce myself. He goes, stay the fuck away from that table. <laughs> so then <laughs> Ron or somebody comes over and does the same thing. It's like, hey, you know, we're going to go over there and we're going we're gonna to introduce ourselves and stuff. So uh, I helped run some of the food. So I got, you know, close contact with them. You know, I was there. and But, you know, I didn't do that. I didn't have any exchange. So then I saw Mike K coming back to one of the huts, and I watch this, and I'm breaking down like I'm real upset. He goes, what's the matter? You all right? And I go, yeah, I think I fucked up. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, well, I went over, and he goes, you didn't. And I said, yeah. And he goes, what happened? I said, I went over and told him that I thought he was good in that movie where he was on the beach with that volleyball. <laughs> he just looked Cast at me away? like I had three fucking heads, dude. We had him going for a good few minutes to where he was gonna go out and you know apologize to Tim Robbins. Nice, and, uh, Susan Nice, yeah, unreal. I got to pull the same prank twice, and it was incredibly funny. So that's awesome. That's awesome. The only the only famous person I uh, I served or was was the waiter for at the RFC was uh, Josh Dumel. Who's uh. Oh, yeah. Uh, Transformers, he was in Transformers, but at the time he was on All My Children, so he was like soap opera weekend. Yeah, you saw him, you know who I'm talking about. He's like that famous, but he was ZZ Top fan back then in '85. Yeah, yeah, because uh, they they had some some pretty catchy stuff back then. One of my best friends was uh, a, a kid named Sam, yeah, Italian kid, Napolitano, and. Um, <laughs> always got a kick out of it because he always he always thought so highly of himself and that uh because everybody loved or all the all the girls loved a guy named sam instead of a sharp dressed man nice was a guy named sam so yeah he he was thought very highly of himself and uh yeah nice so good well, stuff. this is good this, stuff this show has been an absolute train wreck I apologize <laughs> i had such higher expectations for myself and i let everybody down I, so i'm sorry could have been worse. You know, yeah. we could have talked about Madonna for an hour. Yeah, right. Listen, uh, make sure you catch up with my buddy Gino Losi if you want to go fishing in Florida. Check out my, my friend Dustin Levine at the Mellon Patch Theater in Leesburg. And check out my friend Night Fan Stan at Jet Set Printing in Orlando. We have, like, yeah, we got to go, like, right now. All right. <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thank you for right, watching. Have a coconut smile. All right. We'll see you next time. Ciao.